Good morning, everyone. This is Chatting with Chap. It's Q&A day, and I am your host, Ginger Wade. And I tell you what, we're going to jump into it because, wow, a lot of stuff. Registration open for convention, and the questions exploded. So I have so much to share with you today, and it's not all convention. We're going to start with the non-convention items, and then we're going to wrap up with the convention items, which there's a lot. So if you have questions or confusion or whatever going on in your mind about convention, I've got a lot of things to answer for you today, so stay tuned to the end. might be a little long, but there's lots of things for people to know. First and foremost, today is the last day for early bird registration. So if you want that discount, got to go register for convention today. You can see the link below. It takes you to the convention page where you can sign up and register for convention. Um, so many questions to answer here for you. I have like notes and stuff all over the place here. So the second thing I wanted to mention is remember there is a scholarship available to graduating seniors. Uh, it's called the Lee, Lee A. Janicevich Memorial Scholarship. You can check that out on the convention page too. We give out two prizes, $1,000 and $500 to a graduating senior. Um, you can check out details on that. So we're receiving applications for that now. Okay, so... The first question we're going to tackle today, can homeschoolers use cyber school uh, according to the new law? So if you didn't know, there was a new law passed and it gave <clears throat> homeschoolers more access to the public school where you could go and take up to a quarter of your day at the public school in classes. Um, I'm not quite sure why you'd want to do that because I'm a traditional homeschooler person. I'm all about that. Uh, I do know someone who used to go in for art classes, that type of thing, or band. I think a big push for this new law was so that you could use band. I think there was people who were not allowed, homeschoolers that were not allowed to go into the school to be part of the band because the school would say, well, that's part of our core curriculum or whatever, and it's not an extracurricular, therefore you cannot join our band. Well, so I think this law enabled you, your students to be able to go in and do band if your school district wanted to say that you couldn't because it was not an extracurricular. So does that make sense? Like we've been allowed to go in and be part of sports and extracurriculars for years. This particular new law enables you to use, utilize more of the school if you wanted. Well, someone wrote in and asked if it applied to cyber school also. The assumption is that probably, uh, I don't think it's completely clear. It's one of those things that wasn't really thought through were addressed in the bill, but the thought is that it is, if it's a cyber school that is run by the school district, like it is the district cyber school, well then that you should be have access to that. Um, you can check in with HSLDA if you want more uh, clarification on that, but that is the thought for that right now. Second question is we're getting a lot of people interested in homeschooling, which is wonderful. They're looking for information. I just wanted to share here where we have all of our information and where you can get the links you can get to. You guys obviously are well aware of Facebook. We also have an Instagram that's connected to our Facebook. That is chap underscore homeschool PA. So you can look us up on Instagram also. Uh, all of my uh, videos here are also put out in podcast form. So you can go to Spotify. You can go to um, uh, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your stuff. I use Spotify, so I, Apple Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your stuff out. There's like six major ones. 
The podcast is all out there. Just search for Chat with Chap. You'll find it. Uh, also, convention. You can see the featured link is our convention link. We have chaponline.com and homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Tons of information. Homeschoolpennsylvania.org is for the law. Chaponline.com is for all the other stuff that we have. So that is where you can get us. That's where you can connect to us. Uh, next. Um, oh, so we have a list, if you're unaware, on our resources tab on chaponline.com. We have a searchable list by county for support groups. Tons of people looking for support groups right now. Uh, but we don't have all the support groups in the state. So if you know of a group that's not listed on our list, please tell them. Uh, right there on that tab, it says get listed. They can fill out the form to get listed as a support group. Also, if you are listed as a support group and your information's not up to date, please get it up to date. Uh, we recently sent out an email asking people to take care of that and a lot of you guys did, which was great and I thank you. Uh, there's still some that are probably out of date. So please get out there and update your information. And that is for you to reach the people in your area. Uh, sometimes CHAP will send out stuff that's specific to support groups, to the leaders. We don't do that a lot. We're not spamming you with all kinds of stuff as a support group leader. So um, if you list yourself there, you're not going to get all kinds of junk from places, well, from us. Uh, it's just a way for people to be able to find you. Okay, what is another non-convention question? Oh, where is your magazine? For those of you who are new to CHAP, we did used to have a print magazine, and that was one of the benefits of membership. Uh, we actually do not have the print magazine anymore. It did switch to a digital form, so if you are signed up for our e-news, go to chaponline.com under the contact tab. You can sign up for our e-news and all the articles and stuff. We still do a magazine. It's just digital. So all the articles and stuff are online. You can sign up for that and be made aware of when there's new articles through the e-news. So that's what happened to our magazine. Uh, we have a, an evaluator question on becoming an evaluator. Uh, and there was four ways to become an evaluator. If you have not watched Chat with Chat episodes 118 and 119, it tells you a lot about being an evaluator and is super, super informative and helpful. Uh, the first... Uh, obviously a certified teacher, a person who has taught in a private school, you're not necessarily certified, but you've taught and graded papers for two years at a, at a public school, can be an evaluator, a licensed clinical psychologist can be an evaluator, and a homeschool mom like me who has graded at any age, well, at that particular age for two years can be an evaluator. So if you have elementary kids and you've done it for two years, you could evaluate elementary aged children. If you want to evaluate high school aged children, you need to have done it for two years. So someone wrote in and asked what those requirements were. And I was reminded in the law, I wanted to read it to you. If you want to be an evaluator, um, it's a teacher or administrator who evaluates a portfolio at the elementary uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. So have two years of experience in grading any of the following subjects, English, including spelling, reading, and writing, arithmetic, science, geography, history of the United States, and Pennsylvania, and civics. So if you have a certificate in any of those at the elementary level, you can be an elementary evaluator if you've taught and graded for two years. Uh, like if you're certified to be a music teacher, not really sure that that's going to qualify you to be an evaluator. Now, if you've homeschooled your own children for two years, uh, and you have a certificate, then you can be an evaluator. Do you know what I'm saying? So 
that was just a little bit of a clarity of, of being an evaluator there too. So for, for secondary people, secondary um, evaluators, you need to have experience in any of the following subjects, English, including language, literature, speech, reading, and composition, science, including biology, chemistry, and physics, geography, social studies, including econ, economics, civics, world history, history of the United States of Pennsylvania, foreign language, and mathematics, to include general mathematics, algebra, trigonometry, calculus, and geometry. Uh, so if you are a uh, secondary teacher and you have two years grading experience in any of those things that I just read off really fast, uh, then you could do that. Again, if you are a certified music <clears throat> teacher, that might not necessarily, it sounds like according to the law, it's not going to qualify you to be an, a secondary uh, evaluator. That you can find in the law. Go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org. You can read that for yourself on the evaluator page if I read it too fast for you, but it's out there. I know I went really fast. I have so much to talk to you guys about today, so I'm sorry for going through that really fast, but I wanted to point you to the right place to look if you wanted to look, check it up, check it out on your own. Now I'm going to go through a huge list of convention questions in random order. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be a neat, tidy package because it, it was just like all over the board. So here we go. I'm just going to jump into it um, and we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so someone wrote in and said, hey, last year I attended at a, as a pop, which is a, a parent of a preschooler. Uh, and a parent, obviously, a child four and under, if your oldest child is four and under, you have never homeschooled, you may come to convention for a discounted rate. Her question was, well, my kid isn't in kindergarten yet. They were going to turn and, and start next year. Next school year is going to be the first year in kindergarten. Can they still be a, a pop? Can they still come as a pop? And the answer is no. Um, one of the prerequisites for coming as a pop is that you've never been to convention before. So if you've been to convention, you can't take advantage of that um, pop discount. And think of it this way. I always encourage people, if you're concerned about registration value uh, cost, the what you're paying to come enables us to continue doing this. We love doing this. We love having vendors in, speakers in. We love encouraging people. We love bringing us all together. And you purchasing a registration is going to help us continue to be able to do that. Um, so anyway, that was number one. So number two, when is the vendor hall open? So the vendor hall is open every day at nine. There is a keynote speaker that starts, uh, that session starts at eight or eight 30 and goes till roughly nine 30, but the vendor hall opens at nine. So if you're a shopping only person and you're not going to the speakers, you can come at nine o'clock. That's when the vendor hall will be open on Friday and Saturday. Uh, do I have to enter the kids' names during registration? Uh, will they be able to enter? So if you noticed on registration, it, it only lists cost, uh, prices for adults. That is because you only have to pay for adults. Children are free. So since the children are free, you don't have to register their names with us. Um, the question was, well, can they still get in if they come with me? Absolutely. If they are your children and you bring them along, you can bring them into convention with you. So don't need to pay for kids, adults only. Um, kids will be allowed in at the door. So how do I sign up as a vendor? Uh, if we are still taking applications for vendors, our vendor guys are calling all of our previous vendors, getting people in, and it is starting to fill up, which is really great. And we are very happy to come up with more spaces for vendors if our vendor hall fills up. More vendors is awesome. Encourage people to come and check out the vendors. So if you want to be a vendor at convention, uh, you can go to chaplainline.com 
the little convention tab and on there it says become an exhibitor or a speaker. I talk about vendors a lot. Exhibitor is equivalent to vendor. Uh, you can sign up there to be uh, a vendor. Now our speakers are intact. We don't need more speakers, but we do accept um, suggestions or if you want to put your name in the pot for next year, you can sign up um, for speakers still, but but vendors, we will be continue to add even to the day of. Uh, so vendors, keep coming. Uh, is there a group rate? We do not have a group rate for a convention. Of course, coming as a group is, is tons of fun, but uh, we just, it's just a flat adult rate. Uh, don't need to pay for kids. Uh, update. Oh, that was a different one. Okay. Sign up to volunteer after registering. Okay. So some people were writing in and saying, hey, I signed up to volunteer. Uh, now do I need to register for convention? And I was like, whoa, how did you, how are you able to sign up to volunteer when you haven't registered? So we had a little oops going on in our registration process. So this is what happens. Uh, some of you know that if you volunteer for a four-hour time slot at convention, you receive the early... Hey, gang. So I jumped back on because my internet died on me for whatever reason. So we're going to call this part two <laughs> of Q&A day. So we did, we, we did lots of evaluator and other things. So now we're talking only convention. I'm going to start where I was kind of in the middle of my, my discussion here. And we're going to finish out our um, convention questions. Lots of convention questions. So I do have more to share with you. So I was talking about signing up to be a uh, volunteer at convention and how do I get to do that? So first you need to register for convention. So you go to the convention site, which is featured here on the video, and you register for convention and you only have to pay for adults. Kids are free. Then you get a um, confirmation email from us. And in that confirmation email, you will have the option to volunteer or become and or become a, a used curriculum seller or sign up for Teen Track. So if you're looking for the Teen Track sign up, you're like, oh, I don't see the Teen Track sign up on registration. That's because it comes as a second step. We ask you to register first as adults and then you get the option to volunteer or be a UCS seller or UCS is used curriculum sale or uh, sign your teen up for Teen Track. And Teen Track is uh, 13 through 18 year olds. I'm gonna get to that in a different question. Okay. So that was the question about uh, signing up to be a volunteer. So <clears throat> when is registration open? It's open now. And actually today is the last day for Early Bird. Early Bird gives you a little bit of a discount. It ends tonight. You can still register online until the end of April. But uh, tonight is the end of the Early Bird pricing. So don't delay. Take advantage of that um, discount. So what are the ages for free kids? So this is, this is confusing, right? So we say children are free. And when you go around other areas of society, what is the definition of children? Well, if you go to a restaurant and they say children eat free, what do they say? What, 10 and younger, 12 and younger? That's what they call children and everybody above that is an adult, right? Because they eat more. Well, for convention, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about kids. If you have someone in school the whole way through, Senior in high school still gets to come in free. Now they don't get to go to teen track for free, but they get to come and walk around the convention with you for free. So you're just paying for mom and dad. If you do bring grandparents, grandparents would need to pay, but any child can come along. We did ask someone about um, like a freshman in college aged child. And we said, if the person is uh, living at home as a student, like trade school, college, whatever, that's fine. 
Um, if they are not living at home as a student, they should pay to come also. So that, that's where it gets a little sticky and you really just have to use your judgment and be honest. Okay, so kids are the whole way up through um, graduating seniors. So, okay, will there be curriculum at convention? Absolutely. So what we don't know, we've been doing conventions for 30 some years here at CHAP and maybe some of you who are new don't know that, but we've been doing conventions for 30 years. It's been a long, long time. And some of you are new to the idea of homeschool conventions. There's absolutely curriculum to look at here and vendors, um, other vendors that will give helpful things too, or different things, uh, lifestyle things too. We have colleges, stuff like that, but there's speakers to give you encouragement that you need. But convention has tons of information and helpfulness there. There's absolutely curriculum to look at, so yes. How do I sell my used curriculum? And this was a general question. It wasn't necessarily about convention, but if you do register for convention, you uh, can sell your curriculum at the used curriculum sale, which if you've never been to the CHAP convention, our used curriculum sale is huge. There are people who love it. There's tons of stuff there. So if you register to be to come to convention, you will get that confirmation letter and then you will be able to sign up as a used curriculum seller. It's great. I've used it multiple times. You can't miss it. The people who run it are excellent. They have got that process down to a T. They know what they're doing. It's really great. So another place, if you aren't coming to convention or don't want to deal with that at convention, you can go to homeschoolclassifieds.com, and that's a way that you can um, sell your curriculum. There's also different local homeschool groups. If you do a search on Facebook, you might be able to find one. There's also a store in Dillsburg, PA Curriculum Exchange, I think it's called, if you want to check it out there. So the next question, what is the teen track and what are the ages? So teen track is being done by Generation Joshua. It's called I Negotiate, and the ages are 13 through 18. So if you go to generationjoshua.com, I think, it's part of HSLDA. If you do a Google search on Generation Joshua, it's going to come right up. You can learn about Generation Joshua that way. Uh, the specific one we are doing in our, is I Negotiate. We have There's the four different things that Generation Joshua does. We're doing the I Negotiate one this year, which is like UN, the UN International Affairs. Um so, yes, and uh, that, again, you can only sign up for that after you actually register for convention. Okay, we do not have a children's program. Uh, various reasons for that, um, but there's no children's program, and we don't have any specific speaker sessions that are for children either. We are going to be showing uh, a few videos in one of the rooms that might not necessarily be stuff the kids are... are it's not a kid's video. Uh, we're going to be showing... Um, Definitely Schoolhouse Rocked, if you've never seen that. It's by the done by the Hamptons. Wonderful, wonderful movie about the homeschooling revolution. We are going to be showing that. So if you need a break and just need to chill for a little while and want to take in some information, you'll be able to, to hang out and watch Homeschool Rocked. We're, we're trying... Schoolhouse Rocked. I said Homeschool Rocked. It's Schoolhouse Rocked. Um, we're trying to get some other videos that we can do uh, to, to share with you, too like Kirk Cameron's Homeschool Awakening and some other things out there too. So keep tuned for that. We'll have more information as we get that set up. So if you're looking for hotels, someone wrote in and asked, what are the hotels where you are? Well, you can look around, do a search around the York Expo Center. You know, you can go to our website, the convention website, which is featured. You can go there and go to plan your visit. And under the plan your visit, you can choose to see the hotels around the area. It's a simple Google search. Um, 
So there you go. And then uh, let's see. I had some other convention things here. Someone asked what the team track was. I just talked about that. Um, oh, someone asked what the asterisk means on the speaker schedule. You'll see a little asterisk beside some of them. That is a vendor. So we do have opportunities for vendors to be in uh, some little meeting rooms explaining their curriculum. So if you see a little asterisk beside a speaker session, that's what that is. It's someone explaining curriculum. Uh, it's very popular homeschooling method. And my suggestion to you is we have reached out to all of our former vendors to come out. And if you would like a particular uh, vendor to come out, contact them. Tell them, hey, are, are you going to the chat? Okay, so we're back on. I don't know if that's going to be a big jump or whatever, but contact your vendors that you want to see there. If you don't see them on our list and ask them to come, um, we're reaching out to them. We're working on getting more vendors there, but it would help if you would do the same. If you would contact the people you love and you want to see in person and ask them to come to the CHAP convention, they can sign up, you know, under chaponline.com convention, sign up as an exhibitor. That's where they need to go. We are welcoming more people, like I said, typically up to almost the day of, very, very close. Uh, so anyway, that, that was my big, big list of, of questions um, I wanted to share with you. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I wanted to share with you that next week I'm going to have Rick Green on with us. If you do not know who Rick Green is, if you scroll back in our, in our feed to President's Day, we made a post Talking about Rick Green, he is America's Constitution coach. He is our keynote speaker this week, this week, this year. He's great. Uh, so much amazing information. He's going to come on with me next week, and we're just, just going to do a get to know me so you can get to know who Rick is, uh, what is Patriot Academy, uh, learn about the ministry that he's doing there to Americans, and uh I'm excited. I'm, ex I'm super excited he's coming. He was supposed to be one of our speakers, keynote speakers, the year we got shut down in 2020 and we couldn't do things. Uh, so we finally got him back and uh, we're really excited about it. So I'm excited to have him on the show next week. Uh, we'll get to know Rick a little bit and get pumped up for convention because he's going to be there. So again, today is the last day for early bird pricing. Get out there and register. And if you are registered and are excited about coming, please share with others to get signed up, encourage people to come. If you're new and have never been to a convention, come to convention. I know this is a new concept for many of you. You won't regret it. It's a really great time. Come with the girls. Make it a marriage getaway weekend. Bring the kids. You can just tackle it in so many different ways. Um, but it is a wonderful experience. You won't regret it. And we would love to meet you at the chat booth. So hopefully I've answered all your questions. If I missed something or you have another question that you'd like to ask, don't hesitate. You can comment below. You can inbox us at Facebook. You can use the contact form in chaponline.com and reach out to us. And we're happy to answer your questions. Thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you at convention in May. And until next Tuesday, well, actually, I'll probably be on before next Tuesday because I'll be sharing tidbits here and there about convention. But for Chat with Chap, it's next Tuesday. With Rick Green, you're not going to want to miss it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye.